This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Now, a special presentation, reaction and analysis of the debate from the Blaze Radio Network. Hi there, it's Doc Thompson along with Chris Salcedo. We're going to be taking your calls coming up, 888 on the vice presidential debate between Governor Mike Pence of Indiana and Senator Tim Kaine of Virginia. We have a problem in America that was on full display tonight that I believe tops all else. The fact that the most powerful traditional media outlets where more people gather their news likely than anywhere else or have traditionally is simply a propaganda tool for one party. You know, I have defended the moderators over the years. I defended uh, Lester Holt in the first presidential debate. Uh, people attacked him, said he was biased, whatever. I saw some signs of it. I thought some of it may have been overblown. I gave him the benefit of the doubt and was willing to walk away going, eh, okay. I've often said, as I did earlier today, that it's a no-win situation, that moderators are often in a no-win situation. But tonight was different. This is one for the history books. This is one to save. Elaine Kiana proved that she was clearly stacking the deck and campaigning for Hillary Clinton. Do you disagree, Chris Salcedo? Wow. See, <laughs> I was the one going after Lester Holt. And, and this is fascinating to me. This is, I, I want to hear your rationale because here's what I saw. I saw a moderator that was completely bowled over by both, by both of the participants who Not just about basically. That, it's about went, the questions. Went, no, no, I, no, I understand the questions too. And, and, and I'll get to the substance and I want to hear your rationale. But, but I was not struck uh, by any of the questions that were being chosen that were t- particularly unfair. Uh, she seemed to be struggling to keep things on substance. It was Tim Kaine that kept on pivoting back into the gutter and trying to keep n- his number one objective. And this is what struck me, my initial thoughts. His number one objective was to keep Hillary Clinton's record out of the debate and to make this a referendum on Donald Trump. That's the objective, and that's uh, appearing that, that, that it appears what it seemed to, to, to have been his strategy. And he was going to interrupt any possible way he possibly could. If 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 Governor Pence got into a got into a role, he was going to be interrupted. I didn't see the moderator as being no, no, I, much she, of a much of a a factor here. Now, what did you she, see? She was bowled over by them many times. That's not what I'm talking about. That just shows okay. the level of incompetence on her part. Go back through and, li- and, and list and compare each question she asked. There was not one question that was directed towards Hillary Clinton that had anything about her past failures, anything that anybody could even question. Yet, there were multiple questions towards Donald Trump. I'm not a Donald Trump fan. Don't get me wrong here. But this shows the bias. There were multiple questions challenging Donald Trump and questions about him, possible scandals and questions, things that were targeted to Hillary. In fact, I got an example for you. Here's, here's the questions that were, um, that were started off. She asked about Trump's taxes specifically. Did she ask about anything about Hillary Clinton's uh, emails, the, the Clinton Foundation, any of those things? No, that was brought up by Mike Pence. She, uh, when, uh, Tim Kaine was talking about, um, uh, racism and police uh, policies. What did she bring up? She got Tim Kaine's back with a quote by Senator Tim Scott. She brought up deporting aliens, and it was spun not just, hey, we've got an illegal alien problem in America. What do you think, fellas? It wasn't that. It was, 
What do you think about deporting aliens and separating them from their families? She mentioned yeah. stopping all illegals, but not homegrown ones, Mike Pence. What's that going to do if you're going to keep out all of those, uh, those Muslims? Then oh, on the other side, terrorists, 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 right. terrorists. Yeah. Then she, on the other side, mentions she says this almost verbatim to Tim Kaine. We're going to try to grab this for you. Hillary has mentioned an intelligence surge. What is that? I mean, that that's like a softball. That's like a friggin' campaign ad for him. She then said, yeah. Senator Kaine, what went wrong with the reset? She then said at the end, and I think she was trying to help Tim Kaine out with this. Both of you have a strong faith. Share a time when you had to balance public policy versus faith. I'm sorry. This was complete. It was like the, the Clinton uh, team wrote the questions for her. I may be wrong. Yeah. I want to get other people's questions or uh, comments on this. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. That when, when you pointed it out, uh, I, I did notice some of these things. And again, a, a second debate where Hillary Clinton's uh, record in office was not addressed by the moderator she's running as the democrat nominee for president right so you think you would get a question that directly uh uh either confronts or addresses her record and that was conspicuously absent from this debate the only however one that even came my- close, uh, chris the only one that even came close about her record her past because trump's past came up Taxes, yeah. uh, illegals. I mean, right down the list. The only thing was this intelligence surge. She's mentioned an. In- oh, I'm sorry. Uh, what went wrong with the reset? That was the only thing that even questions. Yet they challenged Trump because he doesn't have a history. You know, we can't trust this guy. Doesn't have a history. He's not been in office. Whatever. Hillary has a history. They're not bringing it up. Yeah, and that and that's part of that. That's part of the the weirdness of this campaign, and also the the, the Brian Williams press, as I call them, part of their. Part of their uh, M.O., their modus operandi here, is to shelter Hillary Clinton from her 30-year record and then drudge up uh, something about Trump to talk about from his personal past that affects none of us because he's never been in government. So they, so look, uh, my, my initial response to all of this was uh, th- the story of the debate as far as the candidates were concerned was, and, and I think the Luntz group, the Frank Luntz group, uh, uh, backed me up on this, Tim Kaine interrupted way too much he was rude he was uh petulant and he and as, and as soon as the grown-up on the stage wanted was was making some good points and wanted to drive a point home uh that he was interrupted by mr kane now th- there was also a little bit uh, i did notice in the refereeing she was much more stern the moderator uh, uh elaine i'm, I'm pr- mispronouncing her last name uh kinona uh, i believe kiona anyway uh, yeah, so something like that. Anyway, uh, Elaine was much more stern with Governor Mike Pence. Mr. Salcedo, with, your two minutes is up. Then with Kane, exactly, Mr. Salcedo, exactly. your two minutes is up. Exactly. Mr. Salcedo, I did your two that. minutes is up. But as far as the subject matter, as far as the subject matter was concerned, compared to the Lester Holt debate, I found this one to be not fair, but more fair. Really? That's uh, incredible to me. Yeah, that's uh, interesting perspectives. I want to get everybody else's. 888 Please call now. Uh, what do you think? Am I wrong about this? I mean, was it was she more fair? Was it more balanced? Was Lester Holt? I think Lester Holt's the big winner tonight. I think he is. Yeah. Uh, he came out looking a hell of a lot better. Well, no. Well, no, no. Let, 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 let me, yeah, let me be. Let me very. I, I said she was better than Lester Holt, which is a pretty low bar. It's a very okay. low bar. And she was nowhere near Matt Lauer, which was equally tough of both candidates in the commander in chief forum. Let's uh, let, we'll also get some of your tweets. It's at Doc Thompson show or at Chris Salcedo TX as in Texas at Chris Salcedo TX. Uh, let me bring in uh, our buddy, our uh, compadre, our coworker, our colleague, Lawrence B. Jones from uh, the blaze TV, the blaze uh, blaze radio everywhere. What's going on, buddy? Oh, what? Oh, whatever. What's going on, brothers? How y'all doing? Do you hey, watch man. the debate? Or are you just calling in to share a okay. recipe? Okay, okay. So I, I got two things. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> here's, here's, here's Joe Pesci over here. Okay, here we okay, go. Here okay, we go. okay, here we go. okay. He's ready, he's ready. <laughs> two, two things, okay. I have to disagree with my brother Chris Alfredo, oh. and this is why. It's one of those things, like when I go on MSNBC, you got to fight against your opponent that's on the other side, and you also have to fight against the host. That's what happened tonight. Not only did she interrupt numerous amount of times uh, when there was filthy dialogue going on, 
she didn't even ask any questions um, about Hillary Clinton specifically. That's what I Zero. thought. Out of the entire freaking debate, I was I was counting. I was waiting for one time. Not now, one. I know many people. Not one. Not one. Now I know a lot of people want to criticize Lester, but here's the deal. What I like about Lester, and I'm not saying he did a, a splendid job, but he didn't make it about himself. He just let them go. Let them go. He let them fact-check themselves, uh, and he just let the debate go. What she did was clearly, was clearly Clinton support. It was obvious. Yeah, that, that thing, that when she offered the Tim Scott quote, it was all over. Let me, let me, you know yep. what, because, see, there is a, a driving while black issue, whatever. Whether there is or not is not the point. It's the fact that Tim Kaine has to be able to share this or not. Oh, and not just that. His, her question about women and how, does, uh, how did Trump feel, how did he feel about some of the stuff that Trump had said in the past? Oh, what about right. some of the stuff Hillary Clinton has said in the past? What about how she called people deplorable. That's a, that would have been a great question for her to ask. What about her calling black people super predators in the past? How about addressing those issues? But she didn't name not one, not one. I wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt, but I can't. I can't at all because so, there was not even an attempt to be nonpartisan. Lawrence, let me ask you, aside from that, Cain uh, versus uh, Pence, I, I'm always uh... – you know, I'm always thinking as a debater, I'd be, you should have said this, you should do this. <laughs> I try, I try to remove that element of it. At first, I thought uh, Pence came out as a little, as a little weak, for lack of a better word. But then I think he ended up employing the strategy that I suggested earlier before the debate. And that was looking statesmanlike and letting Tim Kaine seem like a bully. Well, I, you know, I, you know, I'm not supporting either of the candidates, and I'm not a big Trump fan. Nor am I. But one thing that I, the one, the one thing that I took um, from Pence that I really liked is that he seemed a little bit authentic. Um, you could tell what there was areas where he disagreed with Trump. He even said, "Hey, I agree with Hillary, or I agree uh, with Senator Kane on this." You see what I'm saying? And it seemed as if it was real. You know, there was time where I felt like she spoke to me. I got to tell you, I wish she was actually the guy that was running. Isn't that funny? Vice presidential. Yeah, and it's kind of ridiculous because I'm not sure this does anything for the presidential race per se because you still got Donald Trump being at the top of the ticket. But what it does show is that you have somebody that's next to Donald Trump that can balance it out. Um, I'm not sure it, it will help Donald Trump win. Because, again, Donald Trump would still be president. Um, but it seemed like he was a little bit more relatable. And he kept going back to jobs and the economy and where people are, which is something Donald Trump lacked in during that first debate. He did not talk about what he's strong in, and that's jobs, creating jobs. How are you? Are you better off than you were before eight years ago? He kept going back to that. Donald Trump didn't. He should actually take some you know, tips from tips. What do you think, Chris? No, I'm listening to the, to, to the analysis here. And like I said, what, what bothered me the most about Lester Holt no, is no, I'm, that, uh, yeah, I'm well, sorry. You could yeah, but about the two of them though, too. Well, yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll pivot back okay. to, to, okay. to the candidates themselves uh, about uh, just to wrap up the moderator here. Uh, mo- it was, it was the, the follow-ups. It was the direction of the questions. And again, maybe I got too much in analyzing the responses and, and pulling sound bites and all this kind of stuff to actually keep tab. Uh, it's part of the pitfalls of, of actually doing a prep for the show the next day and also, and also watching a debate and, and having to do analysis afterward that, uh, you don't get a chance to, to take, uh, uh, to, to take, uh, notes on the questions that are asked. So I, I will, I will concede that your point that not there again, here we are another debate. That uh, where the the moderator did not challenge the record of the Democrat candidate. I so think I know what's really going on here. Chris. Let's let's put that I, out there. I know what's going well, on. Here. Not, and Lawrence, Lawrence, you got thing. this, too. Right. You got this, too. Uh, I mean, uh, Lester Holt's black. I think I know where. Oh, stop it. I, don't know. I think you know what's going on. <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. But see, and, and, and see that is. And, and again, 
Uh, th- that is, and, and maybe it's it's my own deficiency here because, uh, frankly, maybe it's something that we're becoming too accustomed to accepting. Of course, the the moderators are going to be biased, and of course, they're going to uh, be two on one, as Lawrence had observed. But I, but I, well, I was here's the deal. I'm not I'm not asking the moderators to be unbiased because we all have a bias. Oh, I am fair. I'm I not, am. I'm not even asking the moderators to challenge questions. They should not be challenging. They are there to moderate and to make sure the ground rules are set. They don't need the fact check. They are not a part of the debate. Their job is strictly to make sure candidates get enough time and they maintain control of the debate and ask the question. It is not their job to do that. Yeah, well, it all depends. Like I said, it, it, I think you're right in the traditional debate moderator sense. That's all they're there supposed to do. That, that, that's what they're there to do. But the evolution, or I should say the de-evolution of what the moderator has turned into, if you're going to partake in an action on one candidate, by God, you better take action on another candidate to, to balance it there out. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm going to concede your guys' point about uh, about she seemed to be, uh, in in my view, the fact that she didn't offer a, a challenge at all to Hillary Clinton, par for the course. I did not find her to be as blatant and in your face uh, uh, a cheerleader uh, it's, uh, for, for the Democrat side only because I saw uh, – and again, uh, aside from the content of the question, and again, that was something I completely missed, and I think you guys are right on it. But I did not find her to be uh, presenting in such a way – uh, as as to cheerlead and she didn't and the only thing i noticed is she interrupted she interrupted pence a lot more than she interrupted uh kane just for time oh you, you know your time is up your time is up your time is up and 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 didn't didn't seem to rein in kane when he was interrupting it seemed like every single point that pence had well, to make kane was interrupting but well, at, at the same time i don't think she was egregious i don't think she was egregious in telegraphing of her bias as lester holt was well lester barely said a word he was for the majority of the debate, he was invisible. He wasn't there. He didn't. Uh, I, I, I remember a different debate, buddy. I, I just remember a different debate because he was, he was in uh, Donald Trump's face, correcting him uh, when he declared that uh, Donald Trump did support the war. He made a declaration that was a Hillary Clinton campaign talking point, which has not been backed up, which is which is very much in dispute. Uh, I'm the, not saying Lester didn't get involved with the debate, but if I remember. Uh, from watching the debate and looking at the Twitterverse, most people were, were tweeting, where is Lester? Where is it? Where is he? He's not asking any questions. He no, no, you know what? I, I, halfway through, halfway through, I had actually tweeted, I think Lester Holt's doing a good job, and then the wheels came off. Then he went full tilt bozo. I was like, just, as, just when I tweeted it, I was like, dang it. He just, then he goes off the rails. <laughs> All right, Lawrence B. Jones, thanks, buddy. It's uh, on Twitter. It's uh, at LBJ1s, right? What is it? LBJ, Lawrence B. Jones, three. 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 Lawrence B. Jones, three. Okay, there it is. All right, buddy. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right, uh, Chris, you've got about a minute and a half to share. What do you think between the two candidates, uh, moderator aside, just basic right. performance, and then after the break we'll take some calls. Basic performance. Uh, the story of the night is Tim Kaine's interrupting, in my view. Uh, I do think that Tim Kaine did make a very good attempt, and I think he succeeded in a small degree at pigeonholing and cementing the fact that, that Mike Pence couldn't defend the top of his ticket. Uh, and, and Mike Pence didn't forcefully enough, in my opinion, get out there. And even though he said it a couple of times, yeah, I can defend him. I can defend him. He didn't, he didn't seem ready for the obvious attacks that were going to be coming from the Hillary Clinton campaign on some of the things that Donald Trump has said. And on the Vladimir Putin question, it, there is no doubt in my mind. Now, whether or not Vladimir Putin is a dictator or Vladimir Putin, Vladimir Putin whatever you want to call him, he is standing up for his country's best interest a heck of a lot better than Barack Obama standing up for his country's best interest. And I, there's no, there's no, I don't know why Pence decided he wanted to tap dance around that. He should have just put it right back in Kane's face. That's interesting too. And I try to balance it out. Is that my thinking I would have done a better performance? Cause that's kind of what we do every day. 
or um, what was he weak on that? We'll get some calls coming up. 888-900-3393. It's 888-900-3393. Your calls coming up next on this, the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to reactions and analysis of The Debate. The Blaze Radio Network. Experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Now, a special presentation. Reaction and analysis of the debate. From the Blaze Radio Network. I'm Doc Thompson from the Morning Blaze. Chris Salcedo joining me now from the Afternoon Blaze. Just the Chris Salcedo show, is that all it is? Well, yeah, it's, it's pretty a, weak. It's pretty yeah, lame. Well, well pretty it's, weak. You know, it's self-explanatory. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't very creative when I was a child. So, I okay. I what are we gonna call it? What, I don't know. It's called the Chris Alcedo Show. I mean, come on, it works Doing for everybody. Some, uh, some post VP debate uh, analysis. We're gonna get some of your calls. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Marty standing by and wanted to comment. Marty, uh, what do you think? What was your takeaway from the debate tonight? Well, I've been treating the debate cycle much like I did throughout the entire Republican debate. Um, And I I listen to the debates rather than watching them because I find myself getting distracted sometimes when I'm visually watching something. And my takeaway from this tonight was that the quote-unquote moderator did an absolutely deplorable job as far as asking a question and, and keeping keeping to a timeline and then allowing for rebuttal without interruption. Um, Mr. Kane was um, interrupting so much. It, it, in the beginning, it was like, will you please shut up? And then as time Amen. went on, it became more, it became more expletive ridden where it was like, will you please shut the, you know what up? You know, I, I found myself wanting, you know, and, and, and I think, um, Mike Pence missed a huge, oppor- huge opportunity um, when he uh, when Senator Kane brought up the uh, trip to China as a, a response to the North Korea question. Um, I think Mike Pence should have just interjected right there and said, "Well, did she come under fire then too?" Wow, that's a great. You're right there, yeah, and there's a, a lot point. of those, Marty. You're absolutely right. Thanks so much for checking in, Marty. Appreciate the support. I will give uh, credit to both sides for the last the last question about their faith balancing um, public policy and balancing their faith and public policy while in office. Um, I think they both came across very sincere. I think they both did a good job. And I'm going to give even Tim Kaine the benefit of the doubt and say that I believe that uh, at least part of what he believes and does is based on his faith. My problem with progressives is there is a lack of consistency. There's not a lot of logic with it. I think both of them are are called to believe and do certain things to quote unquote help their fellow man, um, but there's there's no logic when it comes to people on the left. I think Pence's high marks, highest marks for me, were uh, foreign policy. A couple times on Iran and uh, and the Iran deal, he just schooled Tim Kaine on that. Did you? Yeah, get that? I did. Yeah, you know, and Tim Kaine kept on saying, "Oh, they stopped the nuke deal. They stopped the nuke deal." Tim Kaine is relying on the ignorance of. Basically, the Democrat voter base. And oh, yeah, made. Obama stopped it. it Obama stopped yeah. What do you mean it may work? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, they yeah. believe it, yeah. The deal won't work, but no, uh, no, the, the, the snow job given by uh, Tim Kaine on his electorate, we all know what's going on with the, the Iran nuke deal. 
it is um, it, it, just as Governor uh, Mike Pence described that it, it is basically lifting restrictions within a decade. Uh, Iran will have nuclear weapons. And in the interim uh, intervening decade, they get to develop intercontinental ballistic missiles so they can put those warheads and deliver those missiles with great efficiency, courtesy of President Obama. And don't forget the hundred and fifty billion dollars gifted by the administration because Barack Obama can't find enough ways to get American taxpayer money and other monies into the coffers of the number one state sponsor of terror. Hey, let's bring in our buddy uh, Stunt Brain on Twitter. It's Mike Gopalka. How are you, sir? I'm good. I, I've uh, what an interesting debate. I like the format. Uh, I'm agreeing with Marty that the uh, the moderator was a fail. But this is fascinating to me. I, I had not seen Mike Pence like this before, and I think he really – you're going to see he, him winning uh, overall in, in the polling. Interesting thing, Frank Luntz from CBS had a group of non-dedicated, uncommitted voters from Ohio – which is important because of the swing state nature of Ohio this year. So goes and Ohio, one, so goes the nation, as always. Yeah, well, uh, maybe. Uh, but one Kane supporter said, and I'm quoting, Kane came off as a jerk. He reinforced the worst of Hillary. Now, as bad as that statement is, none of those uncommitted voters really said the debate changed their mind just yet. They seem to think more, but they did give Pence the win. I thought he looked pretty presidential last night, actually, or tonight, so, actually. So he, um, that's interesting. You're right. It didn't change him, but I think that would be um, maybe something that would help down the road, all things being equal. They go, wow, that Mike Pence sure is statesmanlike or something like yeah. that. That's the best. And, that... and you brought up the fact that, uh, or you both brought up the fact that Pence appeared to have a great command of foreign policy. And and the foreign foreign policy has not been a big deal in the discussions, and at least in terms of specifics. And I thought he brought great specifics to it. And Doc, kudos to your friend who said keep an eye on on uh, Tim Kaine's eyebrow. Eyebrow out of control. Yeah, yeah wasn't it? See, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yep. I saw. You know what? And maybe I should have taken the the first caller's advice and and actually listened to it rather than watch it on television because I did find it a little distracting. To be quite honest with you, it's hypnotic. Uh, it is. It is. But but I, you know what? And kudos to you too, Doc. For you know what? If it if if I hadn't sat down and and got your evaluation, I got to admit I was I was surprised as I'll get out for for your initial take saying I don't usually come down on moderators, but I this don't. one took the cake. And, and, man, I was like, I didn't come away with that at all. And until you said, until you said that there was not one question directed at Hillary Clinton for a second debate in a row yep. uh, and about her record, that's when I said, yeah, well, it, it, look, even we in conservative media can be conditioned to accept that which should be unacceptable, which is that uh, th- they've institutionalized inside of the Brian Williams press unfairness toward Republicans. And it's just something we've come to expect, and it's part of the reason why I know I do what I do, and I'm sure you guys do what you guys do, is to stop that. It's It, it should be fair, and that should be our expectation. That's what we were talking with Lawrence Jones. This, fairness should be our expectation. So, Elaine, uh, it, it's it's an epic fail, and uh, uh, I, I really – I got to thank you, Doc, for pointing that out. Hey, you're certainly welcome. Uh, my buddy uh, Ty Johnson is spinning the dials radio style for us in New York City tonight. And during the break, we were chatting. He's brought up something really interesting that it appeared to you that Pence's biggest challenges tonight, Ty, and I don't want to put words in your mouth if I understand this right, were the fact that he had to, had to defend Donald Trump at times. That if not for that, he would be in pretty good shape. Yeah, I thought he um, won on points, similar to how I thought Hillary won on points the last one. But the problem is... He didn't do anything to clean Trump up. He made himself look good. And we don't vote for the vice president, really. So yep. I thought what he needed to do somehow better was make Trump look better. And he kind of punted every time Kane said, how do you defend this? How do you defend that? And none of it was gotcha stuff, at least from Kane. It was all basic stuff, immigration, racism, Putin. He had to know that kind of basic stuff was coming. And each time he punted, on defending Trump, so he made himself look more statesmanlike and presidential, but I thought he did very little to clean up Trump, therefore Trump has to still do a lot of heavy lifting on Sunday.
Yeah, Doc, did, uh, that, that, remember I made reference to that? I think it was one thing that Tim Kaine did very well, and I thought it was one problem spot for the, for the Trump campaign, was that Mike Pence knew, knew this stuff was coming, and he didn't have any good – and again, some of it was difficult to find a nuanced way of getting around. I mean, more nuclear weapons, you could have prepared for that, uh, what, what Trump was saying, because the, the, larger, uh, the, the larger ideal that he was trying to convey there of having our allies being able to defend themselves and have adequate deterrent. I mean, uh, I could have easily turned that on Tim Kaine saying, well, Tim Kaine, are you saying that our allies, the Japanese, can't be trusted with, with nuclear weapons to defend themselves or the Israelis? How, how come you Democrats are so interested in, in, in saying that our allies don't deserve the ability to defend themselves? Um, that was easy to turn around, and Pence didn't have that stuff at the ready, or at least he didn't seem very comfortable in defending the top of the ticket. Mike, don't you at least prepare for that? I mean, you know, as being a running mate, I mean, if you were in that situation, you're driving down the road with your wife, aren't you saying, okay, I got to come up with an answer for this crap. I got to, right? You've got to put, <laughs> even if you know it's BS, something that is, you know, plausible deniability on your, right? Well, I did think that Pence came off uh, smart when he talked about the modernization needs in our nuclear fleet and our nuclear weapons. And he talked about the fact that we're, we've been getting beaten on that end. But, yeah, that's you can't cover everything, I guess. And that's why you are the vice presidential candidate. Although there are people on Twitter, and we've been monitoring Twitter all night long during this. Through so this. has the NSA, just so you know. Of course, yes. And there, this phone call, too. Uh, but they're saying that Pence came off looking like a 2020 candidate. And maybe that is something that's, uh, that the Trump yeah. campaign will bring up, oh, that, that he didn't defend the top of the ticket, and he was looking out for himself, looking forward four years down the line. Is you don't want to be on record as defending right. something that is going to you, – because you, you're going to own that, right? You're going to end up with yeah. something caught in the ringer there. Yeah, and, you know, the most quoted line of the night was, Senator, there you go, pulling out that Mexican thing again. Yeah, is, is that going to come across bad? Ty and I texted each other when that came up, and I was it's, like – It's already out there. It's already out there. People are already saying, I can't believe he said – there you go, pulling out that Mexican thing again. And what's so funny is that's that's not even bad. The Mexican thing, the, the comment that you keep saying, but we're so sensitive to race instead of that Mexican thing. I know, I know. And you know what, guys? And, and you know what? Pence was right. I mean, Kane was – and every single time a Democrat says what Trump said inaccurately, by the way, uh, about Mexicans being rapists, well, you know what? I, I've I've always – Wanted to ask a Democrat, are you alleging that no criminals are coming across that border illegally? That's fascinating. Can you can you tell because all the crime stats that I'm seeing coming across from illegal immigrants plaguing American citizens. Are you trying to tell the American people right now that rapists aren't coming over that border, that murderers aren't coming over that border, that drug dealers aren't coming on that border? Please, Mr. Kane, enlighten the country at how there are no criminals coming across that border into the United States. It's insanity for them to imply such a thing. That has become that quote and a couple of others that it's so frustrating. Again, I'm not a Donald Trump fan. I'm not going to vote for him. But I'm so frustrated at their obvious misquote. And it just does not get corrected. It is the I can see Russia from my house misquote. Indeed. Is that how you take it, Mike? I agree. Yeah, I am. And I wish Pence would have said, let's get the if if I were the the vice presidential candidate i would have the exact quote from that day memorized or written down so i could say okay let's get this right once and for all stop misquoting him here's what he said oh no and you know what did- i'd say oh mike i'd say you know what you can't even quote the gop presidential candidate correctly how can we trust you to understand what's going on in world affairs if you can't if you can't even make a correct quote i mean i would really hit him hard you're still too stupid it would be the implication to get this <laughs> quote right so i have to correct you just like the grown-up has to do a child i mean i'd really lay it on thick so no democrat would ever go near it well, I, I do think, yeah, I, I would too, but the, they're going to keep bringing that up because apparently it tests well in focus groups. 
And that's why you watched all of the statements that Tim Kaine had prepared. And he really did have talking points prepared, practiced, memorized, ready to go. All of those have been focus group tested with the base, but I don't know how well they carry over with those undecideds, as we saw in that Frank Luntz focus group, which I think was really important. Um, how did that end up? What was their takeaway? Um, I their saw some of the little was, dials. Their takeaway was overall Pence won the night. Okay, handily. that's what I mean. He, he won, I think, only one guy in the group of undecideds, Ohio undecideds. Only one guy thought that Kane won. The rest of them thought easily that Pence won. But again, none of them were persuaded to really commit to either candidate. Uh, Trump or Clinton at this point over this debate. It's funny you're talking about that. I just looked up. What are you laughing? Somebody tweeted out the people that think Kane won. Right as you're saying that, I look up and at one of my tweets, somebody tweeted the people that think Kane won, and it's it's a meme, one of the the gifs, the the in motion ones of the movie yeah. with the talking bear, teddy bear. And he's uh, taking a hit off a bong. <laughs> the people think I just retweeted it. The people think came off the bong. Oh, man. Now, now see now, now. Okay, I gotta look you up if you're okay. You just you'll see it. That. It's at Doc Thompson show. I just retweeted it. Uh, Beansy's Beansy's daddy is the who it's at. But anyway, all right. Uh, interesting stuff. All right, Mr. Opalka. Um, I yes, look sir. forward to you uh, joining me uh, tomorrow morning in the Blaze. Sure, bright and early. Well, I'll be early. All right, buddy. Can't thanks so much. Sorry, <laughs> Appreciate <I> just... it. Some <laughs> more of your calls. Do you, do you see it? I'm just looking at, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Something oh, about a bear getting stoned that's funny by itself, but when you add it to I a VP know. debate, it's gold, baby. Yeah, and there's that. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We get some of your calls coming up. What happened the VP it, debate? Um, it's, I uh, it's late. It's late. <laughs> really, is it funny stuff though? <clears throat> Uh, I uh, yeah, I think um, to your point, Chris, about how I would have handled it uh, with the misquote, because it just infuriates me when it's you know, it's not accurate. Um, It's bad enough when when they don't know the issues or can't debate an issue. But when they let somebody get away with a direct misquote that completely changes the meaning of it, um, I I, would have I think I would have been like you. I would have maybe lay the trap. You say, I'm sorry. What was that? What was that quote, Senator? What was yeah, it that well, Donald Trump said? Quote him again. Yeah, yeah. Quote him. Just repeat that. Just tell us what Donald Trump said. And can you say it verbatim, Mr. King? Yeah, exactly. And that's, it, well, what, that's the way to do it. You're right, Chris. That's the yeah. way. Because as soon as you say that, he knows his, his, his time is up because he, he can't misquote it. He has to say it right. And if he doesn't know, he's in trouble. So he throws it out there. And then you go, whatever he says, this is the quote. Now, you may not like it, but this is the quote. And by the way, the quote is accurate. There are some illegals that are here that are rapists and murderers and blah, blah, whatever you end up saying. And do you disagree with that? And then you start bringing up the uh, the Remembrance Project and all the people that have been killed by illegals. I think that's it. Exactly. I think you're right. Exactly. And, and that but that see, that's the conversation they don't want to have on the left. That's the conversation they can't afford to have because at the end of the day, the Democrats' foreigners' first policies are they can't handle an indictment and a review of their policies. That's why we're treated to Donald Trump this and Donald Trump that. It's because the Democrats really have nothing to run on and they have no defense for what they've done to this country. I, um, I'm shocked that they haven't um, come up with a plan like that, though. To say, let's go ahead and correct some of these misquotes. I think that's the way to do it. And if you make it big enough in an event like that, and tonight would have been the perfect one, it's Donald could do it himself, you know, challenging Hillary if she brings it up. But I think to have had your vice president say it when he was being misquoted by Kane would have been, that would have been wonderful. Can you imagine how goofy yeah. a candidate look? That, there it is. Chris, we have solved a huge Donald Trump problem. <clears throat> The misquotes. Oh, I think so too. I mean, I've been, I mean, I've been saying this for 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 months. And you but know that, what? But tonight, that's I'll, the way I'll, to do it, though. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah, and I, I'll tell you what I did. I heard, I heard uh, uh, Kane throw that thing out there once again tonight. No moderator interrupt. My hands literally went above my head, saying, "Oh, jeez, I'm, I'm not, I'm not even going to get, up, I'm not even going to get upset about it anymore." I mean, th- this is, this is what, the, 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 this has been the call of the day from the American left. It's been regurgitated so much, and this, and this is what they do. They say a lie so often that it becomes true. And no matter how often we push back on it, they just refuse to actually look at look at a transcript. And until the, the, the candidate or the vice presidential candidate gets out there and actually said, I mean, Opelka had it right. Get out there, have the exact quote in hand and set the record straight and then challenge these idiots for not for, for accepting a meme rather than accepting the truth. You know, what I wonder I wonder, how about this. How about is uh, Pence or Trump? If you have a little stock line ready, and when uh, Hillary or Tim Kaine speaking on her behalf or about her says something about the Middle East and they start talking about the troubles and whatever, you just bust out. What difference at this point does it make? That's exactly. all. That's your response to it. And they go, exactly. oh, that's right. That's, that's Hillary's line. I see. Okay, gotcha. Whatever. All right. Uh, let's get some, uh, some calls. Do we have some calls, Stanley? All right, Kurt, how are you, sir? Not too bad. How are you gentlemen tonight? Good. What's your takeaway from the VP debate tonight? Well, I actually had a, I had a watch on my wrist, and I, I followed that moderator. She cut Pence off two or three times at least five to ten seconds earlier than his two-minute allotment. She did that often, and the direction that she went, I, I, I'd really like for someone to fact check her. Does, is she getting her paycheck directly from Hillary? <laughs> I'm really, I, and I, I was just baffled by how blatant her whole demeanor was. I mean, even towards every time she looked at Pence, it was the look of I don't even like you sitting close to me. It's it's funny. Um, I saw some other people tweeting about the time thing, and I wasn't keeping track of it. But they mentioned several times that the time seemed to be off. Um, that would yeah. be an interesting one to fact check and go through and run a run a stopwatch on all of them. Yeah, I did, like I, said, I, I was just watching my second hand, and I would say at least seventy percent of the time she was cutting Pence off at least a good five to ten seconds early. Wow. Hmm. That's interesting. That's a really solid one. Thanks so much. Appreciate the uh, the call and the support. By the way, did you catch it, Chris? Did you catch? It, it had to have been the second question that Tim Kaine answered. I think his second time speaking, um, he starts talking about Hillary Boom Boom, and what's he bring up? Pre-K. Bust it Pre-K. out there. Uh, Hillary's pre-K. Oh, not, that's right. Yeah, not even not even early childhood or uh, pre-K. Not head start pre K Tim pre Kane <laughs> right out <Wow>. there. <laughs> That's wow. his go to line. It's one of them. Um, I think this is interesting because Tim Kane did get shown tonight to be the uh, kind of the bully that he is. I told you he and Mark Warner, both senators from Virginia, have this uh, kind of nice guy, moderate, soft thing people believe about. And I'm like, no, that's not who they are. Tim proved a little more of who he is. It's just a matter of if people actually got it. Yeah. You, uh, let me, if, can I pivot just for a moment? Sure. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking up some of the reaction uh, to folks out there. I, I'm noticing some of the folks did look at time. Some of the folks were, um, let me just scroll through some of these things. I just lost one that I was looking at, for goodness sake. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Bear with me. I know it's live radio, folks. Um, let me see how many people, because I, I, is the minute you, oh no, uh, it's it's Kane. Kane is the creepy clown being seen all over the country. They have. <laughs> I saw, oh, I see. Yeah, I, I saw some people have had him uh, doctored up the pictures. You know how you? Yeah. No, actually, yeah. Well, yeah. They, well, actually, they have a side by side. Um, that's interesting. That, that, that's not actually uh, advancing the debate whatsoever here. I, I've only, and I know we've only got one minute. I wanted to see about the reaction. Maybe I'll get it when we come back from the break. Okay. The reaction to Elaine Quinona actually just not a- asking one question of Hillary Clinton or her policies. We'll see if we can get some reaction to that. Yeah, that's uh, I, I have not seen. I've seen a lot of people mentioning she did a bad job. And I think most people at first glance are going to say because they ran roughshod over 
that's a problem. I think they did at times kind of just, you know, steamroller. But the biggest issue was when I realized a couple times, I'm like, okay, you've gotten very pointed questions towards the Republicans, but not at the Democrats. Then I started adding them up, and there was not one. So, all right, we'll get some of that reaction. 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. It's at Chris Salcedo TX, at Doc Thompson Show, at Ty Johnson News, or at Stunt Brain if you want to contact any of us. We'll get to that. And then some audio clips of the VP debate coming up next. This is a special post-debate presentation with in-depth analysis. The Blaze Radio Network. This is a special presentation. Reactions and analysis of the debate from the Blaze Radio Network. All right, we're going to get into some audio and then some more questions and also some of your tweets uh, about tonight's VP debate. We've got, don't forget, coming up next Sunday night, another presidential debate. And, of course, we'll be here right here on the Blaze Radio Network, pre- and post-debate for uh, predictions and analysis. So make sure to uh, set a date for that. That is Sunday night, this coming Sunday night. All right, a little bit of audio for you. Here is a a quick collage of some of the questions that were directed that I think seem pretty biased from Elaine. Anyways, here it is. Uh, Governor Pence, let me ask you. You have said Donald Trump is, quote, thoughtful, compassionate, and steady. Yet 67% of voters feel he is a risky choice. And 65% feel he does not have the right kind of temperament to be president. Why do so many Americans think Mr. Trump is simply too erratic? Governor Pence, recently the New York Times released part of Mr. Trump's 1995 tax return and reported that he could have avoided paying federal income taxes for years. Yesterday, Mr. Trump said he brilliantly used the laws to pay as little tax as legally possible. Does that seem fair to you? Your fellow Republican, Governor Pence, Senator Tim Scott, who is African-American, recently spoke on the Senate floor. He said he was stopped seven times by law enforcement in one year. He said, I have felt the anger, the frustration, the sadness and the humiliation that comes with feeling like you're being targeted for nothing more than being just yourself. What would you say to Senator Scott about his experiences? Well, I, Governor Pence, Mr. Trump has proposed extreme vetting of immigrants from parts of the world that export terrorism. In Tehran, and Governor, just today, Mr. Trump said, quote, shots. Putin has no respect for Hillary Clinton and no respect for Obama. Why do you think he'll respect a Trump-Pence administration? Strength. See, here's the thing. Those are not bad questions. The Tim Scott one is more wrong because you would have to do that on all of those. You know, anytime they respond, you're like, well, that's, that's not what the statistics show. You'd have to, you'd have to, you know, check each one, challenge them on each one. Those questions, other than that, are not wrong. What's wrong is there were not similar questions targeted for Hillary Clinton specifically about her past. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. D- did she actually ask about? Hillary Clinton's trustworthiness, too. I I thought that was one of the first questions she asked about 60 percent of Americans not trusting Hillary. Okay. yeah. yeah, And but that's not that's not about her record. And so basically what what we had alleged at the beginning was uh, not one question that directly challenged Hillary Clinton's record, meaning her 30 years in public life. Her trustworthiness is is a result of her 30 years in public so, life. So I'll give you that. That's, why nobody's- that's more so than, than we had believed. So I'll give you that. Um, I also yeah, want to hear but- how that's worded. Do we, we don't have that. If, if we do have that on tape, we probably don't have it handy. See if you can, um, if you can get it, but um, sure. if not, I understand it. Yeah, and here's and here's some direct reactions, by the way, uh, to, to – again, I think your, your premise still holds that that wasn't a policy question. That's how – that's that's asking uh, Tim Kaine to say why Americans don't trust Hillary Clinton it has nothing to do with Hillary Clinton's policy mistakes. Um, but Tim Kaine uh, immediately began to a- answer the question by saying, well, here's why I trust her. Now, that wasn't the question. Why do the American people not trust her? Well, here's why I trust her, said Tim Kaine. I, I remember that distinctly. So here's the reaction uh, to to your to your observation, Perhaps, yeah. Doc. Um, uh, Elena says, I agree. For a journalist, I saw nothing but bias for Clinton Kane. Where do we get them? 
Uh, Mary writing in, when are you going to learn that these are dog and pony shows? They're nothing but free ad time for the left. And I I thought that was pretty that that was pretty observant of Mary, Uh, that it it is what these things are turning into is is equal, equal popularity possibilities for for the American left. And that's what these stenographers who fancy themselves journalists are up there to do is to make sure that the left wing gets its proper digs in and and is not challenged while the right wing is is and that that's a great observation i thought even 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 the the idea of presenting that she is perceived by most americans or more americans than not as not being trustworthy the way it was presented is still like a, a softball it's an opportunity tell you what tell you what senator kane allow me to ask you a question that will help you make your candidate look better. Now, Governor Pence, let me ask you a question that is going to force you to defend your your running mate. You see what I'm saying? That's that's how many of them were presented. Tell me, tell me why so many people are wrong about how wonderful Hillary Clinton is, Mr. Kane. And then, and then, uh, by the way, Mr. Pence, will you please tell uh, tell me how you can defend such an awful person like Donald Trump? <laughs> okay, you do have the okay, yeah. let's let's hear the one she asked about Hillary's trustworthiness. Senator Kane, on the campaign trail, you praise Secretary Clinton's character, including her commitment to public service. Yet 60% of voters don't think she's trustworthy. Why do so many people distrust her? Is it because they have questions about her emails and the Clinton Foundation? Okay, I didn't even catch the email part of it, so I'm going to have to clean that up. I didn't even realize that was a part of it. So, good. Okay, a little more balance than I'd realized. Um, I, I still think it's a bit of a softball because it gives him the opportunity to talk about the honesty and the, the emails then didn't didn't come up. I mean, you're not going to yeah, you're not going to lead he, with that as a person. Yeah, and he didn't he didn't answer the question. He never addressed the emails, he never addressed the scandal other than to say that well, uh, James Comey, uh uh leader of the corrupted FBI didn't uh, didn't prosecute so that there's no no harm no foul. All right. Um, so yeah, and like I said that that was on me. I didn't even catch the email part of it. Um so that was uh, that was a failure right. on mine. Um Yeah, wh- I wanted to also the quote that you and I were talking about earlier. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems and they're bringing these problems those problems with us. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists and some I assume are good people. So that that quote right there can be turned into an opportunity, although I don't think the, camp, the, the Trump campaign will do this because they already have a deficit with Latinos, to basically say uh, the Democrats, and maybe they appeal to other folks in the electorate, the Democrats are willing to ignore the crime, the rapists, and, 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 I, and I was critical of Donald Trump for neglecting to put murderers in there because Kate Steinle's family and others can attest to that and the Remembrance Project that you brought up. Sure. Uh, Doc earlier on can attest to that. And, and the members of the Remembrance Project can attest to that, that th- this it's foolhardy for you Democrats to come down on Donald Trump for pointing out the obvious. Can anybody tell us that uh, it's uh, it, that the, the, the obvious isn't true, that there is criminal activity coming across? Right. Right. I mean, yeah. get them on record. No, there's not. Or yes, there is. Or what would be. What's the best they could say that would that would keep them on message? Something like, well, yeah, there is, but the percentages, and you could do something like that. But you're still on record, then, right? Yeah. Um, yeah quick, uh, this just came out a CNN ORC poll um, showing that um, Pence narrowly beat Tim Kaine, forty eight to forty two really? percent of the, the five four point five percent margin of error. So yeah. that's um, yeah, interesting that I. Still shocked that that many people saw it that way. I just know how how leftist many people are. All right, let's go yeah, through some specifics of things that um, <clears throat> that uh, people uh, specific things that were said tonight that I ended up tweeting about and mentioning. Maybe you caught some of them as well uh, that that were odd. Um, and again, this is right off from the second that they they get on stage tonight. I started noticing the the failures there. Um, first of all, I am really tired of politicians referring to themselves as public servants, especially when they've been in office for 30 years. You're not serving the public. You're serving yourself, period. 
Uh, let's see here. Um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, Tim Kaine, this is a huge source of frustration for me, too. That he answered his first question about his qualities or qualifications to be president, you know, is, and this is a standard VP presidential debates. You got to ask him, are you prepared to be president should your running mate meet with some horrible fate? You know what I mean? You've got to step up, a heartbeat away from the presidency, all of that. He spends his time answering that question with a story about how racist Virginia was. <laughs> I'm so tired of that. I yes, am there too. are problems. Yes, there is a horrible past. Yes, we there's things we got to to address. That's not solving any of the problems. Uh, oh, did you catch this one, Chris? <clears throat> Uh, Tim Kaine saying it's the job of government to make people's lives better. Yeah. It, also, he also said we're trying to put the most historic presidency together as possible. I remember tweeting about this. What does and, that mean? And as I, I, exactly. And, and is that the objective of, of, of an administration is to is to is to make an, an historic, <laughs> an historic uh, administration? No, you're supposed to be there to govern. Right. Yeah, historic. First of all, it would be hard to top President Obama's historic presidency. I guess with a female, you could make the argument. But is there something else coming with that? Is there another shoe to drop? I mean, what what else does that mean? I know. I, I just, have no idea what it means. But again, I, I was like, is that is that your objective? Is that a an administration's objective? Uh, is right, to be, right. Is to be historic, and but to see that this is this is flash over substance all over again. It's it's the Obama administration all over again, and that's precisely what these folks are all about. And and there's nothing substantive about it. Uh, and, and he revealed something. I don't think anybody else caught it because mm-hmm. I was like, well, I remember tweeting about. It. I said, man, really, you're trying to construct the the most historic uh, uh, administration possible, and that's your objective. How about just governing? And, and using the Constitution as your guidepost. How about doing that? That would be historic in and of itself. In my <laughs> At this point, it certainly would be. You're yeah. right. So what? You're going to stay out of people's lives and support the Constitution? Historic! We haven't had that in forever. Um, yeah, I was. this is the type of quote, though, that Tim Kaine is good at, Hillary Clinton is good at, the left in general, progressives, of saying this like, you know, you know as public servants... It's just the yeah. job of government to make people's lives better. We want people in the presidency to to make people's lives better. That's the type of thing that the average person out there hears, and it it just sounds so nice. You're yeah. right. How come there isn't a person in the White House that's trying to make my life better? How come they're not doing for me? You're right. The Constitution is a declaration of negative liberties, right? It's It's a constitution of negative liberties. It doesn't tell you what the government must do for you. These things sound good because they don't know. It's going to sell well, but if you really know the truth, if you really understand history and the Constitution, it's frightening. Well, it's true. Uh, and and the, the, the left in this country, and, and, and that's what we saw. Uh, as a matter of fact, here's a, here's a soundbite. I wanted to play a little bit of, uh, of this for you. This is Tim Kaine talking about big government and their plans for the economy. Now, you tell me. What part of this soundbite indicates freedom, liberty, and people being left to, to, you know, the private sector doing what it's supposed to do, and how much of it is just big government-centered garbage? Listen. Hold on. Let me turn this up. Fundamental choice for the American uh, electorate. Do you want a your hired president in Hillary Clinton, or do you want a your fired president in Donald Trump? I think that's not such a hard choice. Hillary and I have a plan that's on the table that's a your hired plan. Five components. First thing we do is we invest in manufacturing infrastructure and research in the clean energy jobs of tomorrow. Second thing is we invest in our workforce from pre-K education to great teachers to debt-free college and tuition-free college for families that make less than $125,000 a year. Third, we promote fairness by raising the minimum wage so you can't work full-time and be under the poverty level and by paying women equal pay for equal work. Fourth, we promote small business growth. 
just as we've done in Virginia to make it easier to start and grow small businesses. Hillary and I each grew up in small business families. My dad, who ran an iron working and welding shop, is here tonight. And fifth, we have a tax plan that targets tax relief to middle class individuals and small businesses and ask those at the very top who've benefited as we've come out of recession to pay more. Government, 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 right? Right, right. That's the whole thing. The, the whole clip is how can we engineer this thing? You don't have to engineer it. You don't need to do it. That's that's the most wonderful part about all of this. You've got people in Tim Kaine and Hillary Clinton and Obama and others who are just dying to try to do more work. They're just trying to get involved in stuff. Meanwhile, the things they're actually supposed to do, the tasks that they're charged with with doing and taking care of, they're constitutionally directed to do, they don't do. They don't care about it, protect, preserve, defend the Constitution. They're not doing that. Specific things like commander-in-chief, heading up the executive branch, they're not doing these things, but they want to be involved in all this other stuff. That's the crazy part about it. When it comes to the economy, if you want to fix the economy, you don't have to invest in clean energy and invest in manufacturing and blah, blah, blah. Manufacturing didn't leave America because there was not enough investments out of D.C. You you didn't have people, corporations going, you know, we're just not getting enough investments from D.C. That's it. Let's take the jobs to Mexico. That's not why they left. They left for two main reasons. Number one. It is cheaper to manufacture elsewhere. Therefore, they will automatically increase their profits, which is their goal. That's it. Number one, make more money. We move this company to Mexico. We don't have to pay the same wages. So Tim Kaine's plan to invest in American workers and pay them more and higher minimum wage and all of this stuff isn't actually going to help bring back manufacturing or clean energy jobs. It's not going to happen. Because in Mexico and other places, they don't have the minimum wage. They can pay these people 13 cents a month, and they're going to make even more profits. Number two, the rules and regulations. That's the other reason the jobs left. That's the other reason that manufacturing left. That, you know what? They couldn't pollute the earth. No, it's not a green thing. I don't think people should be polluting the earth. No, do you want to live next to a dump? Of course you don't. You want them pouring everything into the lakes and rivers and streams? No, of course not. There's got to be some basic responsibility in manufacturing, of course. But the other rules and regulations, like you must have this permit. If you want to be a cosmetologist, you have to go and get a certain license. In other states, the the standard is different. In some states, you've got to have a license to be an interior decorator for Pete's sake. And when it comes to government, you've got to make sure to pay people health care now. And if you don't pay for their health care, then you're going to be fine. This is how you bring manufacturing and business back. Make it more advantageous to make things in America by getting rid of the rules and regulations and also where people can still make a high profit. Do you want to know a great backdoor way for people to be able to make a higher profit? without having to pay people only 13 cents a month? Allow them to keep more of their taxes. How do you do that? By getting rid of the business tax. Get rid of it completely. (gasps) Doc, man, they shouldn't pay taxes their business? No, because what the hell is a business? Is it a person? No. So who owns that business? Does it own itself? People own it. So if we're going to have an income tax... Then you make it on the people that get income off of that business and not the business itself. So pretty simple concepts here. But Tim Kaine and others would have you believe that they, of course, have got to engineer the economy from ground up. They do not. It works by itself. Just get the hell out of the way. Well, we've got to invest and we've got to make sure these workers. No, no, you don't. You don't actually have to do that. All right. <clears throat> oh, to the other thing on that. Did you did you catch Tim Kaine's? See, Hillary has a you're hired philosophy, and Trump has a you're fired philosophy. That's a stock line he's been using over and over and over again. And just so you know, uh, Tim, it's not a good line. 
it's really pretty lame. I know you think it's clever because you're going, he was on that apprentice and he told people you're fired and people know that. So uh, we'll say that he has a, you're fired and Hillary has a, a, you're hired. See, it's really bad, Tim. It's really dumb. So please keep using it. All right. Um, some other interesting things from tonight's debate. I wish Mike Pence would have been able to express a couple of things more succinctly, more pointedly. For example, he had a great line that he could have challenged Tim on. I think it came up twice, but one that he really could have challenged Tim Kaine on, and I would have it would have put him back on his heels in a nice way when Tim Kaine brought up the taxes thing. <clears throat> he simply should have just said, which he did say it once, but it was overshadowed by the moderator and Tim talking, whatever. Do you take all of the deductions when you filed your income taxes? Do you deduct anything? So you do deduct things. Why, why do you do that? Don't you want to pay more taxes for people in the military and whatever? See, this is going to play well <clears throat> with some people that the Donald Trump hasn't paid any taxes. I don't know if he has or not. But assuming he didn't break the law in any way and simply took legal deductions, of course he should be doing that. And Rudy Giuliani shockingly made a great point over the weekend about this when he said, not only should he have done that, Mm -hmm. he has to do that, Chris, because his investors demand it. He could be violating the law by not doing that because you have a fiduciary responsibility for people that are investing with you. And, you know, the New York Times piece was designed just to do exactly what Tim Kaine did with it, which was to get out there and say, oh, Donald Trump didn't pay any taxes. You know, pulling a Harry Reid uh, on national television, what Harry Reid did on the floor of the, of the Senate about Romney. It, it's, it, was, it was a phony story when even the folks on Morning Joe over at MSNBC come down and say that Hillary – No, and, and they did this today. They said, right. Hillary, get off your high horse about this tax thing. It's a, it's a phony story. It has nothing – I mean, who in their right mind in, in Quinona's question about is that right? Is that right? Well, no. no there is no expectation that somebody should pay more taxes than they're obligated to pay. Right, but it's funny. They did it with Romney. Yep. It obviously worked. They're doing it with Trump now. Yep. And it probably will work on some level. All right, don't forget, we'll be here, as I said, next Sunday night for a pre- and post-debate for the next presidential debate. I'll see you tomorrow morning in the Morning Blaze. Chris Salcedo tomorrow afternoon right here on the Blaze Radio Network. Have a great night. You're listening to reactions and analysis of The Debate. The Blaze Radio Network.